0: Three, two, one, and we're back. It is June the 29th, and we are picking up where we left off over the last three shows on why you didn't win the listing. And this is actually a good topic because I think it forces everyone to be introspective, but it's also great training, I think, for a lot of agents who are starting to take more competitive listings and who are learning to be listing agents um, that they're now making checklists of things that they're not going to do.
1: Indeed. And, you know, with a scarcity of listings, it is getting more competitive. So when you go on listing appointments, you better be taking them. And I think that, you know, one of my goals for doing this uh, podcast series with you is to eliminate the thought that many agents go to which is, you know, I lost it because the other agent overpriced and undercommissioned. Well, sometimes that might be true, but that cannot be your go-to situation.
0: So before we get to our next point in this series, we have a really great article that Julie's going to read to you from uh, CNBC. And this uh, the title of it is, Home uh, Price Surged in April at a Truly Extraordinary Rate, S&P Kate Schiller Kate says. And so, Julie, why don't you just go ahead and read, you know, it's I, this article is pretty short, and I think most of it's going to be. I'm going to
1: throw The top bullet points pretty much cover it. Okay, go ahead. Okay, and it, it truly is astonishing. I mean, you and I have been at this for decades, and I don't mm-hmm. think we've ever seen anything like this. So here's your top uh, key points. April's performance was truly extraordinary, said Craig Lazara, Managing Director and Global Head of Index Investment Strategy at S&P Dow Jones Indices. Home prices in April saw an annual gain of 14.6% up from a 13.3% increase in March, according to the S&P CoreLogic Case-Shiller National Home Price Index. Among larger cities covered by the index, the 10-city composite was up 14.4% year-over-year, which was up from 12.9% of the previous month. The 20-city composite was 14.9%, basically 15% higher, up from 13.4% in March. So, you- so this is not just one isolated thing. These are composites of the top cities.
0: Okay, I know they repeat in this article a lot of the same information over and over again, but it is kind of fun to read this five cities that the appreciation is the most. But I do want to tell, the, <laughs> yes. explain to them what this means. Mm-hmm. So when you hear these numbers, fourteen, and yes, listeners, I still have a cold, but yes, I am feeling better. <laughs> uh, so when you look at 14.4%, what they're talking about are the essentially the price increases. Would they say April over April? Was that what it was for? Uh, yes. April is kind of a long way back considering it's almost July. Well, you know, they're still comp- – they Home prices in April, yep, saw an average – So basically they're saying April of 2020 to April of 2021 saw a average increase in va- home values by nearly 15%. And when I when I think about when I when I think about that number first of all it's extraordinary and all the rest of it but what I hope people are registering in their minds those of you who think it's you know not a good time to buy there's going to be a bubble and all these other you know sort of nascent things you say to yourself to keep yourself from selling houses or even buying a house yourself you got to understand that everyone who bought a house uh, last year has basically lived in their house for free So just think about that. If you bought a $350,000 house and you put down, say, $35,000 and the house appreciated in the last year by, say, 15%, which evidently it has, you not only lived in the house for free after your principal and interest payments, but you've actually made money on the house. So you're living in a house for free. After,
1: After accounting for your down payment.
0: Yeah, exactly. You paid
1: yourself back and then some
0: you have you paid yourself back you've paid the appreciation the inflation on the house has paid for the interest in the uh, in essentially the enti- entire piti mm-hmm. and your down payment so talk about real estate being a home run that's the reason Seriously. and honestly it's the mm-hmm. it, it, so when you're you're dealing with buyers that are or you maybe, who are worried about there's going to be some sort of bubble, there are no indications that there are a bubble. And actually, Julie, part of this article talks about that. And if you want our real drill down on this, Julie and I did a a series of, I think, three or four podcasts about a month ago. And just search on iTunes or on timandjulieharris.com, and you'll find it, why there is no housing bubble, all the rest of it. And and we went through item by item. I think we came up with 10 reasons why there's not going to be a bubble. Which are all still true. Which are all still true. And it's really fascinating, too. You and I came up with those points, and we started seeing – uh, it was like maybe two weeks later, Inman did an article using a lot of the same points. I'm not saying they got our points, but maybe we motivated them for the article. Let's just but then, say we're all in agreement. Yes, exactly. And then we start seeing the same content on a bunch of other different websites as well. But the reality of it is is that human brains think that just because things inflate in value that there needs to be a deflation that follows that. Especially if you were in the housing market back in two thousand seven, two thousand eight, you know. It, but that's not necessarily true during an inflationary time what's causing values to go up this time is significantly different than what caused values to go up last time here's the thought for you what if the house price the, the, you know the house prices today are the lowest they'll be ever again in your lifetime is that possible I know it's it's like heart it's like boggles it's staggering the brain to think about it's but it's true yeah. because if you think about how and the, the effect that inflation's had on everything if you go back 10 years and you see what anything cost it was less wasn't it? It's, it's the assumption. It, um, what has gotten cheaper, right? Other than memory for your computers and things like that, you know, other than storage space in the cloud, you know, Amazon, you know, web services and all the rest. Other than that, what's gotten cheaper? Everything gets more expensive. It's not because it necessarily costs more to create. It costs, It's because the devaluing of the currency, especially what's happening now in this time of inflation. Um, So bottom line, and here's the mindset for you, the prices that you're paying now for not just real estate, but for everything, what if they're the lowest that they're going to be for the rest of your life? What if a year from now or five years from now, you're going to look at the house that now you're saying it's no way it's worth that much as a bargain, that's the mindset shift that I think mm-hmm. we that people are struggling to accept, but that very well might be happening. And Julie and I, we're in the same predicament. We bought houses back when we first started selling real estate over 20 years ago, and we bought them for like 70, 80 grand, and now they're worth like 350 grand. And when we look at that house, it still looks like 70 or 80 grand to me, <laughs> right, exactly. for sure, well, but it's I, not. I mean,
1: here's what's astonishing too, is that this is, you and I have seen little micro bubbles before, like you know, in the coastal areas and stuff like this. This is nationwide. Look at the five top cities that have had their largest annual gain ever in the history of their real estate. Charlotte, North Carolina, Cleveland, Dallas, Denver, and Seattle—these are not all like vacation markets. These nope. are normal markets, so well, I think but that's let's, amazing.
0: Let's level off. So if you look at Charlotte, North Carolina, there's a lot of people. That's it was a primarily a banking mm-hmm. finance hub, but now it's becoming very pharmaceutically based. That's right. Cleveland—I'm actually not sure what the heck's going on in Cleveland. Probably because the, the values were too uh, depreciated. They had more. Uh, Dallas, a similar employment mm-hmm. hub, a lot of people from California yes. moving there. Uh, Denver, I don't really know. Seattle, I can only assume it's tech-based. But the point being is when you look at essentially where the... It's
1: very broad, though.
0: It's you know? broad, but it's also in areas of the country where obviously people are moving, migrating for mm-hmm. the sake of work and uh, and other opportunities.
1: Yes, exactly. So uh, price gains have been expanding for the past 11 months. Buyer demand continues to outstrip de- supply. That's really the bottom line with the supply and demand. Inventory mm-hmm. of homes... Uh, s- uh, For sales rose slightly in May compared with April, but it was still 21% lower than May of 2020, according to NAR. So there you have
0: it. What you're going to see, listeners, and this is our, you guys can mark the date, it's June the 29th. And yes, if I'm wrong, I'll blame it on my DayQuil. But you guys can mark the date on this prediction. We think that what you're going to see is that not only are these prices not going to deflate, they're going to increase. In other words, the uh, house prices are going to continue to get more expensive. But then in the future, what you're going to see is this inflation rate is going to start leveling off back to the single digits. But for now and into the foreseeable future, home prices are going to, of course, continue to climb rapidly. So if you've got people that are uh, you know, anxious or a little on the fence to buy, rationalizing that prices will be lower tomorrow... Mm-hmm you need to propose to them the, what if that's not the case and give them examples and ask them a question. What's cheaper today than it was 10 years ago. Nothing is cheaper today than it was 10 years ago. And and here's, again, just to emphasize this point is that if you think back, those of you who are paying attention back in 07, 08, 09, you know, the only thing that was really appreciating back then was, uh, Real estate primarily, but things that were also real estate related, right? You know, you could argue that uh, cost of construction stuff was going up too from all the home flipping and remodeling, but other things outside of the housing industry were not inflating at the same rate that you see with real estate. Real estate back then was essentially the the obvious bubble and that made sense, but now everything Mm -hmm. is getting more expensive. And this isn't just a COVID thing. This is something that's a generational thing. It's happened before. It'll happen again. But what you're seeing is the great reset in terms of uh, prices.
1: Yes. And let me just put a period at the end of this sentence because there is still some chatter amongst agents and brokers that they want to believe that this whole forbearance thing is going to hit the fan. Okay. Mm -hmm. So look at it this way. Let's just say that you skipped essentially 12 months. Some people are up to 18 months of forbearance uh, payments they didn't make, which when you sell the house, you got to pay that back. Right? So I'll
0: emphasize that you don't have to basically pay back the missed payments just to basically uh, you know start making normal payments again. The unpaid balance, the payments you missed, goes on the back of the loan. So don't believe what people are yep. telling you. That's also a big, great lie.
1: Exactly. So you've got two options. One is you resume your payments. You don't have to just write a check for that big chunk. Or let's say you can't resume your payments or for whatever reason you're out of work and you've got to sell. Well, let's say you are that person that has 18 months to pay back your home appreciation took care of that you're not actually upside down
0: exactly and that wasn't the case back in 07 08 09 oh exactly
1: (laughs) and it's going to keep on going that way month over month right so people that let's say that's your worst case scenario they're still going to walk away with some money and be able to rent or possibly even pay cash for something
0: and this is creating a great bifurcation in the united states between people that own real estate and people that don't Mm -hmm. and that's the reason that real estate has always been one of the greatest wealth creation vehicles in the united states buy a house and that's always been true always will be true. Be very, very, very careful of anybody that tells you not to buy single-family homes as an investment. And I want you just to use this little bit of information to validate what I'm saying is true. Single-family homes are always going to be faster appreciating, easier to rent, easier to everything. If you don't believe me, look at who the greatest in in the United States, who owns the greatest number of single-family homes, hedge funds, what are the greatest – why are they buying multifamilies? Because they know that single-family homes over time are a better overall investment, the key word being overall. So that's the reason that Black Rocks and all these others are buying single-family homes and not buying multifamilies multi always have a place, but given a choice, everyone's going to want to rent a single-family over a multi-family. So the best way for you to lock in um, long-term appreciation is buy a home yourself, get out of the renter game. And here's the other thing that you and I've noticed mm-hmm. too. And then let's go to our points. Sure. Normally, a rent a rental payment is less than what equivalent. Uh, house payment would be if someone put down say 20% or something mm-hmm. right or yeah. even 10%. This is true. So normally renting in terms of a monthly cash flow basis makes more sense. Now we're seeing in a lot of markets that the rents are actually higher than what a house payment would be even if someone put down 20%. Yes, thank that's, you low interest rates. That right there that's not normal. That's mm-hmm. abnormal. <laughs>
1: This is true. I mean, every time we lose one of our own renters, it is 90% of the time because they're buying something.
0: Right. But who, Julie, so, who would have ever thought in a million years that buying a house actually would, would be result in cheaper, than renting. And cheaper than renting? I mean, that's not the normal way it, it yeah. life's ever worked before. But again, we're going through a great reset. And Julie and I have a theory that a lot of these markets are actually, normally you'd say, A house costs $300,000, hypothetically, it's going to rent out for $3,000 a month, but now that house is going to, you know, give or take, now that house is renting out for $4,000. So now the math is backwards. Now you're saying, well, maybe that house isn't worth $300,000, maybe it's actually worth Mm $400,000. Because if we're starting to benchmark rents based on, um, I'm sorry, values based on rents, I mean, it it totally skews everything. That's what we're dealing with right now. It's a strange world. It's a strange world.
1: (laughs) But it is the one you live in, so you'd best get some listings.
0: So listen guys, before we get to point number seven, I want gonna remind all of you, this is the perfect time for you to join Premier Coaching. Premier Coaching is your complete A to Z real estate system. It's exactly what you've been searching for, assuming you're done searching for what it's gonna actually take to make you successful in this business long-term. It's easy for you to join. The, if um, You can join Premier Coaching for around $100 a month. Just go over to timandjulieharris.com, click on Coaching, click on Premier, and join Premier Coaching for about $100 a month. It's easy, it's exactly what you've been looking for. It's a complete A to Z real estate system. This isn't just a mastermind or a bunch of online lead generation or anything like this. This is a real estate business system that you can copy. It's proven to work in all market conditions, all price ranges, um, and we've refined it. We refine it and update it every single day. So just go to timandjulieharris.com, click on Coaching, click on uh, Premiere, and that's the program you want to join. If you just want to take the shortcut, you can also just text the word SUCCESS to 47372. Text the word SUCCESS to 47372 on your phone. Do it now because most of you are listening to us on your mobile phones. Just text the word SUCCESS to 47372, and then we'll uh, text you back a direct link to that very page, and you can join Premiere Coaching right from your mobile phone for around $100 a month.
1: Yes. Okay. So on to why you didn't take the listing. Remember, there can be multiple reasons and there can be combinations of reasons. So your job is to not let any of this happen to you. Number seven is my favorite because it's easy to fix. Yeah. Okay. Probably the easiest. Number seven, you showed up late. This is a huge mistake. Arriving late shows disrespect and will mean that you are already on bad footing before you even open your mouth. Secret, it's not just analytical types that look to see if you're on time. Show up early and don't park in their driveway. Call first to confirm. Be the professional that you expect to be paid Well, You
0: you threw in some extra information that wasn't necessarily relevant to showing up on time, but here's the thing with showing up on time. Change your mindset. The sellers are looking for reasons to disqualify you as their listing agent. The sellers are looking for reasons not to hire you. They're not looking for reasons to hire you. If you think that the game is already essentially working against you right out of the gates, it'll cause you to be less lackadaisical about your approach. If you show up on time and your competitors show up late, that in itself might be the only reason they decide to list with you. That's, that's true. That's it is
1: true. I that's mean, crazy. It, it's a basic uh, filter, right?
0: Showing up a little bit early is not a bad idea either. No, a little
1: bit early. And, right. and you know, if you, if something weird happens and you're running late, at least call to tell them, right? And but, Julie- but really, you know, early is on time. On time is considered late and late you lose.
0: And to Julie's advanced tip here, when you're going to the seller's house, and obviously if you're doing condos, townhomes, it might be a little, you know, this might be different. Well, even then park in the guest parking, yes. but don't park in their driveway because there might be two people. And there might be uh, someone who is on their way home wanting to meet with you for this listing appointment and you park in the driveway and you block them out of their driveway. You prevent them from going into their garage. They're not going to like that. Always park in the street. Be deferential to the seller. You are there to be of service to them. You are a service provider. That is your mindset and that'll keep you humble. They do not care about all your awards and your plaques. Don't act like you're a peacock. You're not. You're there to provide a service to them. Point number eight, Julie. That's
1: an easy thing to fix. Okay, number eight. Uh, Big mistake. You didn't use a pre-listing package. Who wanders around in the real estate wilds without one of those these days, I know who.
0: 99% of all agents.
1: (laughs) I know. Well, without a great proven pre-listing package, you are signing yourself up to hear objections at the end of your presentation. Instead of closing at the end of your presentation, handle all objections before you get there so that all you have to do is talk about pricing, answer questions, your light presentation if necessary, and close. So really not having a pre-listing package, I mean, that by itself, that's probably the number one thing. Wouldn't you, you know, put that pretty far up there? No,
0: I I, I agree with you partially, but I would say the number one thing is let's say say this is not – most agents that are listing right now, they never go on competitive listings because they're just going on listings from basically their mom, right, Right. or their Aunt Sally, right, for the most part. So, when you decide that you want to just pick, you actually want to be a proactive lead generator, when you decide you actually want to be a listing agent, you're going to learn how to proactively generate your own listing leads. That's what we teach you Mm -hmm. to do in the coaching program. I would say the most important thing prior to even the PLP Mm -hmm. is pre qualifying. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because if you don't, if you don't, if you send a pre listing pack to somebody, you know, without pre qualifying them, it's what you say in the book don't go if you don't know. Right. And the whole point of pre qualifying is you know exactly what it is that the seller. Um, it, every single, single aspect of the seller's situation you are knowing before you going in the, on the listing appointment, which makes your job incredibly simple. And when you send the pre-listing pack, and this is the Harris templated pre-listing pack that you have personalized. That includes the net sheet with three different possible outcomes. With that includes the listing paperwork that's completed. That includes the uh, pre-list, or I'm sorry, the uh, CMA, which includes obviously the seller survival guide. Everything that we give you as part of the uh, the. Um, coaching program is included, obviously, in the pre-listing pack, and that's what you send to the seller prior to going on the appointment. When you do that, when you follow our prescribed system, when you do exactly what we tell you to do, you are going to get the listing probably 90% of the time, even if you're a new listing or a new agent. I can't guarantee it, obviously, but I mean, your your chances of success go through the roof. For no other reason, again, that A, you've shown up on time because you followed point number seven, but prior to going in the appointment, you pre-qualified, so you know all the seller's hot buttons, and you've also sent a, a, a pre-listing pack where but, your other agents are showing up late with no listing presentation and they haven't pre-qualified.
1: Yeah, but Tim, my brokerage gave me a pre-listing package. Why don't I just use that?
0: Oh, exactly. And it's the same one that all your competitors are using, and it doesn't answer any specific questions that are important to the seller. It just basically is you know something that's going to puff up the, the, uh, the broker. It doesn't even say anything about you necessarily necessarily. What your goal is, and what ultimately what you need to have is you need to have what's called, and this is you know, marketing 101, but you need to have um, USPs, unique selling propositions. You need to have a reason why you're different than all the competitors. And if you can't easily and effortlessly differentiate yourself from all your other uh, competitors, you will become what we call fungible. You are at you have no distinct value, and that's the reason ultimately it's a race to the bottom of the commissions. Because if all of my competitor, from a seller's perspective, if all my uh, options for for listing agents are the same. I'm going to list with the same one. I'm going to list with the cheapest one right? Because if all of you guys are offering the same level of nothing, I'm just going to list with the one that charges me as close to nothing as possible. That's the reason that you follow our listing presentation and our pre-listing pack and you pre-qualify because you're going to differentiate yourself by offering them your unique selling propositions, which we give you as part of the coaching program. And in doing so, it's not a race to the bottom of the commissions. They're going to want to list with you because you've differentiated yourself and you've proven that you offer more value. Most of you, 99% of you, don't offer anything different than what everyone else offers in our coaching program we teach you how to actually distinct have a distinct usps that your competitors often don't even can't even fathom let alone match
1: yes so in other words by not following the system by not having usps unique selling propositions you actually are setting yourself up to get that commission question you're, it's almost like you cause it yourself because you haven't provided value.
0: Right. And by the way, the commission, this actually came up on, um, uh, I was trying to remember his name. It just faded. But it, one of our newer agents and newer mm-hmm. coaching clients was asking the question. He obviously hadn't studied the pre-listing pack material. Uh-huh. And this was on your private Facebook page mm-hmm. for our members only. He was asking the page, uh, the question, how do we compete with flat fee brokers? Ah. To which I said, um, have you gone and actually studied and looked at the pre-listing pack, specifically the mm-hmm. flexible fee page and the pre-listing pack? Mm-hmm. Have you actually listened and watched the training on how to present that page? Do you understand exactly how to present all the USPs that we've given you? And the answer was no, 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 and no. Well, he's well, newer,
1: so he's got some work to do. I get it.
0: But the point of it is, is that there's no reason that you should be able to be beat by a flat fee. I don't care if the listing agent uh, is a flat fee broker charging $100 for the seller, you can beat them with the pre-listing pack that we use with the flexible fee. There's nobody really. So what we did is we wrote down over time, we wrote down all the objections that all agents are living in fear of ever hearing from a potential seller. And it's the fear of ever getting those objections that prevents most agents from ever to become listing agents because they don't know how to answer the questions. The ultimate question being, why should I list with you? What makes you different than anybody else? You're never going to want to put yourself in a competitive listing situation, have your ass handed to you knowing that question's going to come out of the mouth of the seller, right? So that's prevented most of you from ever becoming listing agents. That's the reason you use our pre-listing pack because our pre-listing pack answers the question even before the seller has the thought to ask it. And a whole bunch of other questions that they might ask about commission, about what if they're not happy with you, about what if you, you know, your communications guarantee, um, you know, all different things that we cover that you get as part of the uh, coaching program that are included with the pre-listing pack, we'll get you the listing. I know you guys think I'm exaggerating, um, but I'm not. You will walk into situations when you show up on time, when you pre-qualified, when you sent the pre-listing pack, like we asked you to do it, you're going to walk into the seller's house. and Remember our actual listing presentation when you're there, always maybe about 15 minutes. You're going to have already won the listing before you even showed up at the house because of the uh, the work you've done ahead of time with the pre-listing pack, and none of your competitors have done that. Don't be afraid to compete with uh, for listings uh, against really great agents because really great agents have a tendency to be the ones that are the most complacent. So look for, you once you have the pre-listing pack, once you have our tools, you're going to be able to go, you know, mono-a-mono mono with anybody in any market, no matter how long they've been in the market, and you're going to be able to win because you're showing up on time, you're pre-qualifying. And we even tell you 7 step listing process. Exactly. We tell you how to dress. We tell you what to say. We tell you exactly what to do. We're leaving nothing to chance this is the reason you got into real estate because as a listing agent you can create leverage and with that leverage guys you can essentially have your nights and weekends back you can run a normal business day you can essentially have a business that you've always dreamed of that produces consistent cash flow which can produce consistent profit and with that profit you reinvest it and by the way guys no one has ever gotten rich selling real estate you get rich from the profit you get from selling real estate. But most real estate agents and brokerages and teams don't make enough profit to ever have enough money to reinvest to become wealthy. That is a cold, hard stone fact, right? So the bottom line is, is take this opportunity seriously because of this market. This is the best time ever to become a listing agent.
1: Yes. And our uh, next point, and I think that we'll round the bend tomorrow on our final points, point number nine, you didn't close at all. If you find yourself walking out the door saying, Okay, I'll follow up in a few days. That's not closing. So sometimes what happens to them is they get, you know, mostly through that seven-step listing process. They get their pre-listing package together, but they don't actually ask for the signature. They don't ask, they don't, you know, closing is the logical ending to a great presentation, but when they're getting used to having a great presentation, sometimes they just are not that comfortable closing.
0: And when you follow our listing presentation, there is the the actual uh, getting the contract signed is not stressful. No. It's just what normally happens. It's but you sort do of, have to ask. It's sort of like after you've had a really great meal at a restaurant, the natural assumption is you're going to get the bill and you're going to pay, right? Right. I mean, that's basically what happens in our listing presentation. There's no stress at the end. There's no big, like it's not a big crescendo or, you know, there's no big painful moment well, where they might reject you. It doesn't work like that. That's when That's because
1: fall... you handled the objections. Exactly.
0: You handled the objections prior to getting there with a yeah. the pre-listing pack. And really, our listing presentation, when you see it, it's called the Sharpie Close, isn't really selling. It's just essentially finalizing the contract of which they already have, because you included the paperwork for the listing, uh, you know, for the listing contract in the pre-listing pack. We've removed all the stress for you prior to getting there. So in the back of your minds, if you think a listing presentation is some sort of boiler room situation or maybe the training you've had has made it so it's some sort of boiler room uh, thing, that's not what consumers want. They hate that. They hate that more than you. So use our system because it's designed to make the process easier primarily for you but mostly for them. And if you've made the process as to who they should hire for the job of listing their house, if you made it obviously easy for them to choose you, they're going to choose you. Nine times out of ten, even if the other agents were centers of influence and past clients. In some cases, because the other agents were centers of influence and past clients, they're the agents that are going to be the most complacent and assumptive that they've got the listing. And guys, straight up, once you become a powerful listing agent and your best version of you as a listing agent, you're going to be able to and look forward to competing in any price range in any market. Our skill set that we teach you is, is uh, transferable. If you decide, like we did, you no longer want to live in Columbus, Ohio, for a variety of reasons, uh, and you want to move to some you know, Florida, guess what? What we've taught you to do transfers. If you've been buying your business or you know, doing all this other Mickey Mouse that everyone else teaches you, you leave your business. You leave your geographic location. You're pretty much screwed. When you follow our system, you can take learning how to be a powerful listing agent, and you can apply it to any place in the United States, frankly, in the world that you choose uh, to move to live to right. sell real estate. At any price range. Right, exactly. You know,
1: so maybe maybe you don't want to move cities. Maybe you want to move within your city, to Maybe you want to raise your average sale price. You know, I mean, Rob Johnson in Greenwich, Connecticut, one of the most expensive markets in the world, certainly in the country uses the same system yep. as uh, Sarah Gibson in Paducah, Kentucky with probably less than a $200,000 average sale price, okay? And they both win all the time. Well, Ben
0: Salem, who's out there doing business in LA with some of the biggest named celebrities, yep. you know, in LA, mm-hmm. he's using our listing presentation. Yes. He's using our pre listing pack and he has for years.
1: Quite proven. And, and no, what
0: he's done with the pre listing pack though, depending yep. on the sale price, sure is he presents it in something way fancier than what we asked agents to use. Well oh, it's
1: customizable, certainly. Yeah.
0: I mean he has the he has the pages etched in metal <laughs> I and know. I mean it's crazy. It's awesome. But but it doesn't matter. It's the same content presenting it in the same way. And, you know, yeah. it's funny when people like when we've been coaching people for a long time and they then uh, they successful consistently and they and their sale, their conversion ratios, their sale ratios start to drop 100 percent of the time. It's because they deviated from what they were essentially yep. following the system.
1: Started skipping steps. Right.
0: Get lazy themselves. Yep. Didn't pre-qualify. Mm-hmm. So, guys, there it is. And we're going to go on to I think we are having another day of this content. Oh, yes. and a quick uh, Julie needs to get to premiere. Uh, we are starting uh, July the 7th. Are going to be traveling all over the continental United States, and uh, Julie is looking at me <laughs> with very nervous looks. <laughs> okay, I'm
1: cautiously optimistic.
0: We're, and we're going to be doing our podcast every single day. I'm going to figure out a way. We might just do it on Instagram to um, keep a travel log or, or sort of a you know vlog, if you will, of all the places we go. And what we'd love to do is meet with some of you along the way. That would we would adore that. We're going to be doing our podcast. We're going to be traveling along the path and we're going to be saying like, we're starting in Dallas, we're going to be driving up north to Montana. We're going to be driving, you know, then we're going to turn left (laughs) until we hit water. We're going to go up and hopefully visit Glen Sanford up in um, nearly in Canada. We're going to drive down through Oregon. We're going to go through all these other, and then we're going to go down through Southern California and then we're going to turn to the right. We're going to drive back East. We're just going to go everywhere. We're doing this for two months where we have no particular places to be or no particular times to be there. Mm -hmm. And again, we'd love to meet with as many of you as possible. We'll be doing the podcast live from the car. (laughs)
1: <laughs> mm-hmm, most of
0: the time. Yeah, most of the time. And uh, yeah, so please do keep that in mind. Um, and um, again, if you uh, have the opportunity to meet with us and say, for example, Red Lodge, Montana, where yeah, we're going, one of our favorite places. or we're going to be in Monterey, California for Car Week, or we're going to be VRBOing uh, in uh, Carmel by the Sea. We're going to be staying in probably Laguna Beach. We're going to be, you know, all these other places. We'll announce them ahead of time. If you're nearby, let's absolutely meet up and uh, take some pictures and you guys can share this adventure with us. We're excited, but mostly nervous.
1: Indeed. As <laughs> should you be if we pop by and see how you actually operate in well, the wild. Oh, that be
0: funny. We should do that. We
1: might. We do have a map of where
0: all of you are. Right. We should do that. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. In the meantime, if you guys are interested in joining our EXP group, it's called Libertas. Of course, Julie and I would love to sponsor you at EXP. Uh, please feel free to text me directly at 512-758-0206, 512 512-758- 758 Zero two zero six, Or you can just text the letters EXP to 47372. Text the letters EXP to 47372. And we'll text you back um, a page or a link to a page where you can learn about what we are doing at EXP and why we would seriously appreciate the opportunity to be your sponsor at EXP. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow.